Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Take TPV Radio with you 24-7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go! It's the two-time Stellar Award considered. Spin Award nominated. You're listening to The Voice. To The Voice. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. You're listening to The Voice. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk? Let's go. Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Josiah Khalid. Listen, you're listening to The Psalmist Voice Radio. Walk with me. Let's go. What's good, radio family? TPV Radio is just getting hotter, and we have an all-star lineup just for you. Mondays, conversations with Joe and Jay at 7.30 a.m. Tuesdays, victory over the waste of life with author Jeanne Lebrin at 6 p.m. Wednesdays, Illuminating Words Ministries with Dr. Apostle Forrest L. Walker Sr. at 5 p.m. Thursdays, Real Talk with Pastor Byron Sago at 4.30 p.m. Also, Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Fridays, the exclusive interview with yours truly, the Thomas Voice, by appointment only. Saturdays, is Saturdays for Fed with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones at 11 a.m., followed by the locker room with Coach D at 4 p.m. Sundays, TPV Reloaded at 2 p.m. with the Familia. Catch all of TPV Radio programming on Facebook Live at TPV Radio. Also, Live 365, tune in and all of our podcasts social media platforms. Walk with us in relationship, purpose, and promise. And let's go! You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. You're listening to Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Joe. Right now, TPV Radio. TPV Radio. Say that again. I have been touched. Put your hand on your neighbor say, you have been touched. Put your hand on them say, you have been touched. Changed. Healed. Say this totally free from sin. Totally free. 
Say that again. Totally free from.
Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. Have you been renewed? Have you been refreshed? Have you been loved by the Lord Almighty? Have your eyes become open? Have you woke up from your sleep? Because when we're in darkness, we're asleep and we're in slumber, and we don't know what to do with our lives until we give it over to the Lord. Good afternoon. 
everyone. And we're so grateful that you have decided to come and be a part of what's going on on the buffet on today. Um, I don't know about you, but so much going on in our lives that I don't take life for granted quite as much as I used to. Um, when I wake up in the morning, I'm grateful to be alive and, and well. And when I find that I haven't gotten a call through the night and my family is doing all right, it makes me glad that I know the true and living God. I, before I go into that, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna introduce our uh, our family on today. Uh, Sister Tracy is here with us. Hello, Sister Tracy. Good afternoon. How's everybody? Good, good, good. Love you much. Hello, Sister Roberta. Give her just a second. She'll be with us. Okay. All right. Sister Roberta will be with us in a second. Um, we're, we're dealing with love on today, and I don't know about uh, you all, but uh, my love walk is uh, in need of a Band-Aid or some antibiotic or something because as I discover from the Word of God what love really means and how um, love operates, well, I find, I find that my my love walk is uh, sort of limp and lame because a lot of times what I do, I do nice things because nice things have been done to me, but that ain't real love. Real love operates whether you, um, whether you do nice things or not. Real love actually steps up when you're not doing what you suppose, when another person is doing things that really are kind of irritating for you. Real love comes, rises to the occasion and, and uh, really put light on the subject. Uh, Sister Tracy, I, I'm feeling a little, I'm feeling a little, um, uh, I don't know how to put it. I, I'm feeling a little uneasy about the subject on today because it's such a weighty matter. How about yourself? Say what? <laughs> the same, <laughs> the same. In, in uh, just researching the word, it's, it's interesting because these are scriptures that you've heard throughout your life mm-hmm. and throughout your walk. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like a, Smack in the face. You ain't doing that. Yeah. I'm not living like yeah. that. I'm not loving the way you told me to love because yes, Lord. if someone gets on my nerves too bad, I walk mm-hmm. away. You ain't worth mm-hmm. me loving you, but that's not what God mm-hmm. told us to do. That's you right. Know? So that's right. this is a wake-up call. We're on the same page, uh, sis. I'm going to tell you something that happened to me. I don't, are you, are you uh, a big fan of allegories? Uh, have you ha- ever had the privilege of, of reading a book that was written in that form? I have not. Okay. Allegories, um, I'm, I'm kind of new. I'm just getting my feet wet to our uh, radio audience and our listeners on today. Um, God is, is, is actually transforming my life with an allegory. And what, what that does is this particular uh, author, she uses the spirit, like the spirit of bitterness, um, hatred, uh, fear. She uses spirits as people's names. So in this book, she doesn't call uh, Deborah or Donnie or uh, Diane. She says uh, fear and bitterness and murmuring. And so I'm I'm reading this book and um, uh, uh, dealing with this allegory, and I'm looking at God, and I'm like, God, you're such an amazing God because he, he takes things that we take for granted every day, and he uses those things in our life. And he brings light to us. 
And it's just amazing because I was a person up there, Sister Tracy. I was one that was afraid to go to sleep in the daytime. I had the light on in the daytime. I was so full of fear. But what was wrong in my life at the time, which I didn't put the two together, I was so full of wrongdoing and sin. And sin brings about fear. And fear brings about torment in your life. And what supersedes those things is when we discover just how much our God loves us and how much his plan is a loving plan and an all-inclusive plan to deliver you from that spirit, whatever it might be, that have you bound and to set you free and on a path of victory. And it's just amazing to me how I got from where I was to even where I am now. I didn't sleep in a house by myself. I didn't sleep with my lights turned off at night. I didn't sleep like that. And now I can go to bed, turn my lights off, whether my husband is at home or not, and go to sleep. And if I have a bad dream, which sometimes that would happen too, when I was living in fear, I would have bad dreams and nightmares, and I would wake up, and I would wake up in fear. And I mean, tormenting fear. And since God has delivered me from that, I don't, if I wake up out of a nightmare now, I just pray myself back to sleep. And, and when I was in, in the midst of that from the beginning, okay, when I was in the midst of that from the beginning, I didn't have any idea how to um, how to operate in that. But uh, Sister Roberta is here now. And before we go too far, hey, Sister Roberta. Good morning. Good afternoon. Hi. Hi. Hey, baby. Well, this, this, you is, this is your baby because we're dealing with love on today. And I just wanted to just come on and, and um, talk about where I am. Uh, I was sharing, I don't know if you heard it, that my love walk is, it, it needs a band-aid or operation or something because what I'm discovering and Sister Tracy and I said this somewhat of the same thing what I'm discovering as I discover what God's love really is that I'm behind the eight ball I haven't really done love the way God wants me to do love and, and I'm challenged by that I'm challenged to step up and as I step up what you find out too Sister Tracy and Sister Roberta and Pastor Chris is that you have people around you that's in your immediate circle that's saying, you a fool, you shouldn't do that. Why are you, why are you fixing them dinner and they, they ain't gave you dinner? And so you have these negative reports and these arrows that are being thrown at your love walk. And then you have God Almighty in your heart saying, go girl, that's the way you do it. I want you to do it like that. And you got these two conflicting voices. So Sister Roberta, take it away. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. And that's with all of us. And you know, I, I believe it was the same thing with our Lord. You know, it, 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 he loved us so much that he died for us while we were yet in our sin. And that's the hardest thing to do, to, to let uh, die, uh, 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 to give up your life. I would say your life. Mm-hmm. It's like a person who tells them what they're going to do for love. But that is a hard thing to do. As a matter of fact, it's an impossible thing to do. It has to be done by the Spirit of God. Right. Right. It's not us. Because even when we want to not do it, we say no. Mm-hmm. He'll tell us the way that we're supposed to That's why I guess that's why the Scripture says that we're in the world, but not from the world. And we learn how mm-hmm. to be in it by public. You know, it, 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 we're beating at a different drum, drum beat. You know, we, they say go on one, and we have to go on two. Because mm-hmm. our drum master is the Lord. But it is, it's not easy. And today, 
It's definitely not easy because you have so much stress. I mean, everything is heavy. There's a heaviness in the air. There's a heaviness. Mm-hmm. That's all over. You know, you're going through so much. People going through. You know, the, the fear is it's it's the fear. Is, I think it's more fear now than it has ever been. You you almost you go to grocery store and you're looking to see, you know, who behind you, what they're doing because there's a fear mm-hmm. that's out there in the atmosphere. But you know, we we have the the. Uh, what we need, we have the, the the material, we have the power, we have the word that'll help us overcome fear. And, you know, and that's why he told us fear not. You know, he's overcome fear through us. We can't do it, but he does it through us. But the Amen. love, the love walk is uh, the thing that 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 helps me. And I believe the body of Christ. It says God so loved. Mm. He didn't just love, but he so loved. He put the soul on it on the love you know he just in love he's so loved that he gave and love is a is a, it's a word that you give most of us are so selfish we want to receive my lord receiving what we can get and not what we can give you know since robert let me uh let me interject right there uh I'm, my mind fell on this and i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna share it um sure. i remember uh having struggles in in cooking and, I, and I've always admired your ability. And I asked you one time about it. And you told me something. And, and I, I have been endeavoring to do that ever since you talked to, told me that. You said, Brown, you just need to add love to it. And I've done that. And it has, it has truly transformed my boiling egg. I, I, I used to boil. And, I, and, you know, people think that I'm just being silly, but I'm not. Because I used to boil an egg and, and couldn't hardly get the shell off of it because I was doing that wrong. So people think, it's well, it's simple to boil an egg. It's simple for you if you know how to do it. Oh, but it, no. if, if it's something you don't know how to do, no matter how everybody else does it easily, if it's something I don't know how to do, it's a struggle for me. And it was a struggle for me to keep feeding my family stuff that I looked at them and like, God, I, I, will, I don't even want to eat this. And I'm giving this to my family, whom I say I love. And you said add love to it. And that's what I try to do. I may, I may not always get it perfect, but I, you can best believe I've added love to it. How did you come about doing that, Sister Roberta? How did you find well, out about adding love to food? Oh, the way, because I, at first I, I was grudging. I didn't want to do it. You know, it's, it's not easy serving. Serving, serving is work. So you have to find out how to do it with joy, with, with, with happiness, because I had to serve my family. I had to, you know, I had to serve. But to be a servant, you have to serve in love in order to, to, uh, to, to uh, be beneficial to yourself and, and everyone else. Because you know for yourself, you go in the kitchen, you, you, you know, you grudge and doing it, you don't feel like doing it. It's like you destroy things together. But when you add love to it, it's like... Wow, this is special. This is for someone. This is there's a meaning that goes with love, because love just expresses who you really are. The love of God, you know, is to bring warmth, to bring desire, to bring hope. And that, you know, you know, you know, you know, having a, a large, large uh, family, a lot of children, and babies everywhere, and doing this and doing that, you know, that can be overwhelming. It's like, oh my God, this is this is. But then, then when I begin to add love to it. By, by what I did, the scripture is what did it, the word of God. That's the only thing that changes us is the word of God. When he began to say, children was the heritage of the Lord, the fruit of your womb is his reward. Then I, look, I begin to look at it as I'm rewarded. I've been rewarded 
to do this. This is a reward that God gave me to do. So I felt honored. I felt like, okay, you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm getting rewarded. I felt like a celebrity. I would come home and feel like a celebrity because they'll be, mama, 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 you know. When they, when they went on the Oprah show, they're Oprah, Oprah, Oprah. So I changed it to being a burden to being a blessing. Hmm. And you know, you, you really have, that's, that's something key. Uh, Sister Tracy, you can chime in, but that's something key because people look at you and think, man, she ain't nothing but a slave. But in all actuality, when your heart is being stored towards being obedient to God, there's an inner joy that no matter what the outside think about what you're doing and who you are, you be like, I'm glad to be in his service. So, Tree, you got mm. something on that? That's exactly where I was about to go. Love is a <laughs> it, it's a service. It shows up. That's the thing about love. It shows up. The, the dictionary says it's an emotion. It's a feeling. Okay, well, we'll go with that. It's an emotional show-up feeling because you can tell me all day long that you love me, but if you don't show up, I don't feel your presence, then I don't feel love. The um, And people have different love languages, which I understand, um, but the root of that is being present. You know, so in anything that we do, you were talking about cooking. Now, I'm the daughter of Roberta, was in the kitchen all my life with her. I don't enjoy cooking the way that she does. She loves mm. cooking. She loves to see people smile and eat her food. And that's because I tell her she sprinkled Jesus juice in it. But, you know, folks Amen. Amen. Be, <laughs> be there just in, in a di- different type of joy, you know, when they eat her food. But mm-hmm. I cook, you know, even with my family, I cook. Um, when I was growing when they were growing up, it was like I cooked because they had to eat. You know, it wasn't no, let me right. go here cook something. My kids, you know, the joy, the joy, the love. No, it was not that. I would be lying if I said that. I cooked because they needed to eat. But I have learned, like, the holidays are big to me. So I get joy from that. I get joy from seeing them have just this, you know, full table of food to, to choose from. And, you know, mm-hmm. if we, if we, you know, interject love into everything that we do and we say it's a service unto the Lord you know at work they get on my nerves at home they get on my nerves but when I do the deeds that I do um, and I say it's a service unto the Lord I get peace from that and knowing that yeah they may not appreciate what I'm doing or they may not say thank you but it's not about getting um accolades from other people it's about Mm -hmm. my reward in heaven and that's something you know even with we're dealing with this you know um i was looking at first john 3 18 and it says let us not love in word or talk but in Mm. deed truth so that you know that spins right into what we're saying it's a service you got to show up in order for love to be present Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so so tree you saying to me Brother Tyrone can tell you all day long, girl, I love you, girl, I, I'll drink your bath water. That don't mean nothing if there's no action to go with them words. It's an action word. My mama told me a long time ago, love is a verb. <laughs> it's an action word. It's an action it's an word. word. It's an action word. So we, you got to show me. It ain't about the talk because people talk all day long. But where are they when you need them? Where's the walk? You know, show me. 
in action, you know, um, oh, call me when you need me. I had a, a situation this week. I'm, I'm visiting my, my mother here in Michigan, and a very dear friend of mine, um, we were in the military together. Uh, we, we call each other sister because if she needs me, I'm there. She has one daughter who's my godchild, and she called me and said, Mom's on her way to the hospital. Now, if I was home in North Carolina, I would have been there by her side because I'm mm-hmm. the first person that she calls. Now, I couldn't be there. I couldn't be there physically, but I was on that phone. I was calling. I was texting every move she made. You know, they had to medevac her from North Carolina to South Carolina. I was on that phone. What's going on? What You know, what's this? What's that? What you need? That's what I'm talking about, that show up type of love. It ain't just, girl, call me if you need me, but actually being mm-hmm. there, you know, that it makes a difference. So they, it doesn't matter where I'm at. If I was in Africa, they knew they could call me because I've proven right. that. I've proven that when you need me, I'll be there, you know. So that that's in essence what we're talking about. You can't, I got to be able to know that when I call on you, you know, there's no condition to your love for me. Mhm. Mhm. <laughs> I'll be there if you do this for me. You know, there's no condition. That's and, good. And, you know, it, Mom said at the beginning. She said, um, you know, a lot of people think love is about receiving, but love is about giving. We have to be mm-hmm. able to give, give. I give so that it's no question that I love you. I'm here. Mm-hmm. It ain't monetary either. It's not about monetary. You know. Right. It's, right. Sometimes it's, it's spiritual. You know, you could call me um, in Texas and you, you ask me to pray, you know I'm praying. You know, that's still giving. That's giving and that's serving. So, and you know, I have called I, you, Sister Tracy, from the road. I've been out there on the road and, and, and needed a song. I've called you and I, I know you don't even have to tell me. And I'm not asking you. I know that there were many times when I asked for that song. You didn't feel like no singing, but you did. And you right. And you right. <laughs> but you did. And 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 you blessed me. You might not have felt nothing from that song you gave me, but you blessed me. I needed I needed you in that way at that time. So we right. live our life and we always give people what we want them to have and we never give people what they need. Treat them oh, should we ask ourselves what good am I? That's good. What, that's what, good. <laughs> what good am I? I taught my boys when they were little. They were little guys, about three, four years old, and I would take them walking down the street. I was kind of determined. I wanted to make a difference in my children's lives. Now, they, they, they remember the beating. That's all they talk about. So, Tree, we, do you get him a piece of chicken? <laughs> you give him a piece of chicken and some hot sauce? And they're like, no, you remember when Mama beat us, man? They were child abuse. That's all they talk about. But I remember the days when I used to take them walking. And we would just look on the ground for certain shaped leaves. And I remember one day I said, it was, I think it was Avia Brown. I said, Avery, hold my hand. And he put his arm around me. And that was a teachable moment. I said, son, I didn't ask you to do that. I asked you to hold my hand. I said, never give a person what, they, what you feel like they ought to get. Give them what they ask you for. And that was a teachable moment. You know what they do with that moment to the tree? They play it back on me. They play it yep. right back on me as adult <laughs> children. Uh, they asked yep. me for something, and I and I fixed some chicken and some pork chop. My ass, you for the pork chop. I told you I want some chicken. Give me what I asked you for, not what you want me to have. So yeah, yeah. I, I love that. I, I love that uh, w- what God is is revealing to us about how 
His love really works. That young lady needs your support, and you're saying, I'm supporting you. I'm not in a position to come by your bed, but I've got you in the spirit. And so, Tree, that's more important than standing next to the bed. Because sometimes standing next to the bed messes up. And I, I got, a, I got a, 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 a great example of that. My cousin's son was riding a motorcycle, didn't have a helmet on. A car cut in front of him and threw him airborne off the motorcycle. He landed on his head. He didn't break anything, uh, any arm or nothing. He, he landed on his head, and it was head trauma. When they got him to the hospital, his brain was, was uh, swelling so badly, they had to take the cap off his brain and put it in the freezer. And when I went to his bed, I looked at him, and it was though he was already deceased. And they kept telling me, uh, are you going to pray? Uh-uh, I ain't praying yet. Uh-uh, I wouldn't pray. Because you know what? I got into fear. I was afraid if I prayed and told the family he was going to live and he passed away, they were going to look at me funny. So two weeks, I, I kept at that hospital. And after two weeks, the Lord led me to pray. And he told me, you always pray the prayer of victory until the decision is made. You pray a prayer of faith. So I Amen. prayed. I prayed. And, and that was a teachable moment for me. That sometimes standing by the bed, things can look really bleak. If you're not a, a, a prayer warrior and a person of great faith, don't go, don't go by that bed too quick because you'll get into doubt and unbelief. Yes, yes. So true. <laughs> so true. Sister Roberta, it's, it's on you. Sister Treat made me rant and rave. I'm sorry, Sister Roberta. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing real good. You're doing real good. But, you know, the, uh, uh, the thing that... I ponder in my mind uh, my love walk in this pandemic. You know, where, mm. where, 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 what is my love like? Do I, do I, you know, I know we can't, you know, the churches was closed. Mm-hmm. The churches, the churches was closed and, you know, you used to going at the church and, and uh, you know, hiding your emotions and feelings and uh, uh, if somebody get, you know, you get married with your husband, you can go to church and Praise the Lord, Hallelujah! You know, mm-hmm. cover all that up. But uh, now you gotta stay there and just right there. You can't go nowhere. You gotta stay there. Right. Like, you know, you know, the, the church ain't no out now. You know, and and that was that was a hard thing. And I told my uh, I told my daughter today. I said, you know, I said this thing is working. I say, you know what? I think. I'm enjoying my husband even more now. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, can, I can talk to him without being anxious or hurry up or, you know, I'm like, okay, yeah, we can talk now. Mm-hmm. You know, before, I'm on the mood. I'm on, my mind was moving. I'm like, I got to go this. I got to do this. And I'm hurry up. Say what you got to say. Trying to, you know, register. Mm-hmm. Now I, I, I can pay attention more. And it's like, and it, it's relaxing. And he's like, oh, it's, yeah, uh-huh, you know. It was just emotion. It wasn't reality. And your first ministry is in your home. Your first ministry is to your husband, to your children. And I was like, oh, my God, thank you for revealing that. Thank you for opening up to let me know that I wasn't ministering the need. The need, you know. I was ministering what I wanted, but he needed he needed an ear. Mhm, mhm. 
you know, Teresa said he needed all of you. That is so you know, true. It's it's so true and it's it's so it's it's like, oh God. It's a wild, wild moment. Wow God. You know, for you mm-hmm. know, and that's why he said, you know, I think about it, you know, you think you're doing all the right things, making all the right moves and he said, uh-uh, not yet. I, I got to wait because I got to get a church without spot or wrinkle. I got mm-hmm. to work all these spots out of you. And I got to earn all these wrinkles out of you. And the way he do it, do the things that we go through. Do the things yep. we suffer. Do the things we, we sacrifice and we lay down our life for. Like he laid his down for us. We have to lay our life down for others. That they will see the love of God demonstrated in us and through us. And and sometimes, you know, and, and even now he have me zipping my lip. Okay, be quiet. You know, don't mm-hmm. say nothing. Let, let me do it. I'm like, God, but see, he, you know, I need a little, you need a little help here. Let me help you out. It, you know, I, 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 you, I know you know how to do it, but you don't know him like I know him. Hmm. I need to push him along a little bit. You know, but God, mm-hmm. you know, what you're doing, you're not, you're not building him. God want to build us up. He don't want to tear us down. That's right. That's and that's right. what I'm learning from the love walk. You know, when you find out what love truly is, it's not selfish. And everything you, you know, when you look over, your, everything you're doing almost is about me, 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 I, I, I. That's not love. Love is not selfish. Love is kind. Yep. Even when you don't want to be kind, it's kind. It's not kind because of, it's kind in spite of. Mm, that's, that's good talk. That's mm-hmm. love. You know, you, it's easy to be, be loving to a person that's nice and good to you. But when a person is right. not, can you still love them and be kind? And that's what love is. Love is not because of, it's in spite of. It's always in spite of. And it meets the need. Whatever the need is, love meets, meets the need. Wherever you are, love meets the need. How do I meet the need of this person? How do I meet the need of my children? How do I meet the need of my husband? How do I meet meet the need of of, of, of my 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 mother that's sick? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, how do I meet? And you, even on your job, how do you meet the need of this, these people that are frustrated, that are upset, and have a right to be? You know, but how do I meet the need? How do I help them? How do I bring them to where they need to be? How do I show the love and demonstrate the love of God? In this in this situation, and that's what we have to do day by day. He said, "They'll know you." He, yeah. he said, "Jesus said, they'll know you by your what? By Fruit. your love. Mm-hmm. You know, it's your love. The, your love. It's, your love. Love is a it's, it's a motivated motivate. When people when people when people are kind to you, even when you want to be mean to them, they get kind of. Why you wasn't expecting that? And the message you have, you're like, whoa, what can I do? Now I got to straighten up. <laughs> but this person was like, mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting that. But that's the way the body of Christ is supposed to be. You're so right, uh, Sister Roberta. I was, uh, I was babysitting my grandkids. And um, I, I think he was about five at the time. And um, this particular morning, it was one of those days where it seemed like I was running behind and he was, he was, in slow motion and I was hollering I mean I was screaming at this baby 
and he 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 had to put him in the car seat, and he looked at me. And he say, "It's okay, you screaming at me, Granny. Oh my God, you could have bought me and got changed back from your penny. Oh my God, God used that baby that morning." And I looked at him and I said, "No, baby, it really ain't okay for me to be screaming at you like this." Because that was not exemplifying any love. And in that chaotic situation, this child, and I'm the adult, senior, this child was able to call me out on the carpet with with my love walk. It's just amazing what God can use. So it, it really is beneficial for us when we're in unloving situations. If we can draw from the well of love, it works well for us. Even if we can't see it at that moment, because sometimes you can't see it right away when you love on a person that's unlovable. Because I remember before Sister Tyler passed, she used to do that. She would be someplace and some person would be mean. She made that her job. <laughs> Every time she would see that person, she would just love on them. And I thought to myself, girl, you're wasting your time. Ain't nowhere in the world. That joke of mean, let him stay over there with his ugly self and stay mean. That was my attitude. But she was in the right lane. I was off. I didn't know it. And she kept saying, hey, how you doing? How you doing? How, how's the family? And one day, that thing became, she did it, they did it back. And I couldn't believe it. It was a transformation that took place because she kept loving on that individual. And then I realized it was beneficial, and I started doing it myself. So, Tracy, I know you're still working. Your your mom and I are retired. So I know that there are situations on your job where you can really use a good love walk, right? Every single day. <laughs> Every single day, yes. It's, it's interesting because, you know, um, with the pandemic, um, the stresses of life became so different, you know, mm. and – People used to complain about, you know, mediocre small things, but it changed, you know, uh, the outlook on life changed. You know, people were thrown into situations of being isolated, you know, literally, you know, only leave your house to go get essential things. And they were used to being around, you know, groups of people. And so you're dealing with depression, you're dealing with uh, my mom talked about being at home with your spouse. You know, I'm I'm with her. It it awakens something within me and my husband being around each other more and uh, being able to spend time to talk about things that we probably had uh, pushed under the rug because we were so busy moving all the time. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Um, you know, people at work having to be in those situations where um, they call it stuck in a house with somebody they don't want to be stuck with because going to work every day was respite you know that was mm. that was their rest you know and then also um going to church you know that was the big thing when when um my mom was talking about that that is so true i feel like god gave the world a time out i feel like he just said y'all get somewhere and sit down and <laughs> we had to focus on him it wasn't the man behind the pew anymore the man behind the pew the man behind the pew, the word wasn't as effective because we weren't there. So we were in relational, relational um, situations with God. You know, um, I think we had gotten, all of us, you know, as Christians, we got off track with what Christianity was. 
We were mm-hmm. so busy trying to make it to the next service, you know, trying to, and I'm going to go there, I'm going to go there, trying to please the pastor instead of pleasing God. And mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. Lord, Chris, so, so we got off track and God threw a sit-down spirit out amongst us and said, y'all sit mm-hmm. down somewhere and y'all listen mm-hmm. to me. We had to hear his voice. And that in itself was a little scary. It was much needed. It was much needed because mm-hmm. I must say, you know, I thank God for my pastor, my church, and all that good stuff. But I'm in a season now because I haven't returned back, you know, to the church. But I'm in a season now where I have such a strong connection with God, you know, in my living room Sunday morning versus being in behind four, mm-hmm. you know, closed walls in a building that it's like, Lord, I met you here and you met me here and we were able to commune together and you opened up some things to me and you showed me who you were. Like, do I really want to go back to the old person? Because I'm thankful. I'm thankful for the sit down mm-hmm. spirit. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. really grateful that he loved me enough to say, sit down so you can see mm-hmm. who I am. You need to go back to kindergarten you know, in your yep. Christian walk, so you can relate to me instead of relating to the things of what the church wants us to do versus what God mm-hmm. wants us to do and who we're called to be. We are called to be ambassadors. We're called to be disciples. So I found myself, you know, in uh, during the pandemic, show enough being an ambassador and a disciple because people were in need of so much. They needed to mm-hmm. pray. They needed to talk. They needed to cry, you know, and it was just, it was amazing how God used you. And it's something because I hadn't thought about it until I was reading about love, how God really used me to show love. And then mm-hmm. people that at work, oh my God, that I normally would just speak to going down the hall and that's it. But they were knocking at my door. They needed to talk. They needed somebody to tap into the, into the spiritual realm with them because they know who I am in Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, they might not talk to me every day, but they know who I am. So when it comes to prayer, yeah, you come here by prayer, but they know they don't cross that line. They don't cross that threshold if they're coming with some mess, because I don't do mess. Yeah. So let's, let's, right. let's go to God, you know, and let's let's do what we need to do. My boss, my boss, Indian man, doctor, got COVID and was calling me, Tracy, I need you to pray. I need you to pray, you know. And I'm like, Lord, thank you that they saw the love, the light of God in me, that they were able to say, okay, let me get to this person because I know she can get a prayer beyond the field. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so it, 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 it's um, amazing how God, how he does things. You know, even during the pandemic, he showed himself mighty and he showed himself strong. So, yes, um, I think I got off track, but yes, at work. <laughs> I, no, you're yeah, fine. <laughs> I do mm-hmm. have to... Um, really, you know, focus on how to show love because people will work your nerves, like really right. <laughs> work right. your last nerve. And everyone's intentions aren't pure, but it's not about their intentions, it's about yours. That's yeah. true. That's true. That's so true. Sister Roberta, we 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 done. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Chris has really been good what? today. Sister Roberta probably need to get him a sucker today. Because I know he's been wanting to, especially when Sister Teresa went towards that church. I know he wants to jump out of his stool, out of his chair.
Uh, see, see, you trying to see? I'm trying to be good today, but you hit you poking me with a stick, Sister Lorraine. <laughs> and see, you keep poking me with the stick. I'm gonna have to get mm-hmm. you with the Holy Ghost fire over here. See, I'm trying mm-hmm. to be nice. I'm trying to keep the band at bay. I'm trying to let the ladies roll. But see, you keep poking me with the stick. But yeah, I'm gonna. If you allow me, I want to add a little something to this because Sister Treese, yes, she lit something under me when she talked about the building, the church. Now, see, we have to understand something. We are the church. See, Mm -hmm. we've been so taught to go to the church for the breakthrough for the healing, for the spiritual edification, and the list goes on and on. But see, what we forgot is that we take the church to the church. See, we forgot that. See, and then when COVID hit, we panicked. Why? Because we've been so taught to go to the building for all of our needs that we forgot that we had the automatic link to our Father through our relationship with God. Now, pause for a minute. See, a lot of us didn't have a relationship. We had a religion. Uh Uh-oh, I'm going to get in trouble Hmm. with this statement, but I'm 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 getting to the point here. See, we had so much religion, so much cliches. I had the nice hats, the nice dresses, the nice suits and gator shoes, all is nonsense. But see, we knew how to play the part. But when it was time to actually get the part, we fell off. Why? Because we were so taught how to do church as usual that when the pandemic hit, some of us just went on the deep end and went right back to the club and dropped it like Mm. hot. See, I don't gotta, I don't gotta sit here and make up, make up nothing. But see, what we have to understand is that our source of love comes from Ephesians chapter three. And see, y'all was digging in my goodie bag for tomorrow's show for Reloaded. But I'm gonna read this. I'm gonna be quick. See, Ephesians chapter three, verse seventeen, and I'm gonna read out of the Passion translation because. It's just like me. It gets straight to the point. See, here we Mm -hmm. go. Then, by constantly using your pastor, no, by Mm -hmm. constantly using your praise team, uh, no. No. But constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside of who? You and the resting place of his love will become the very source and the root of your life. Now, you can't get the root in your life. You can't allow it to be a resting place in your life if you don't have a relationship with God in the first place. Uh Uh-oh. See, 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 you you shouldn't have poked me with that stick. Because, see, I'm about to open up something here. See, we constantly talk about we have faith. 
We constantly talk about we have favor, all this stuff. But see, we can only build our spirit man if we have connection to the king. Hmm. We can only build our love that can be unconditional if we build our relationship with the Lord. See, we can only do these things if we have our total trust and faith in Christ. See, Christ is the source of our power. Christ is the source of our supernatural strength in times of uncertainty, like now in times of people passing on, dropping like flies, everybody calling me. I'm about to lose my mind. But guess what? How deeply do you want your intimacy with God? See, it says it right here in the whole chapter of Ephesians 3. I encourage you to read it because this is the source for the saints of today to rise up from their own feelings and rise up in the feelings of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He left us a gift. It's called the Holy Ghost, but we're all half-baked because we got our own agendas and we got our own things going. But yes, you're right. The pandemic made us love better with our spouses. The pandemic made us come closer, and certainly the pandemic made us look in the mirror and realize Mm -hmm. just how nasty we truly are. Let me stop. See, I promised I wasn't going to preach, but I'm going to pass the mic before I go straight ham and cheese. So back to you, (laughs) sis. I'm done. Pastor Christian. That was loud and clear. You preached that. Mm-hmm. And have ears are here because that is so true. And, and, and we we thought that so long. We thought that we were doing the, the work of you know the work of God. We was praying. We, mm-hmm. we thought this was all God. And God was saying, No, not not. I'm here. No, I'm over here. I'm over here. Mm-hmm. It's, it's mm-hmm. not over. He just thinks about you. Listen to me. Listen to me. I'm the one that called you. I'm the one that saved you. I'm the one that delivered you. I'm the one that healed you. I'm the one. It's me. It's my blood that that, that flows through your veins. I'm the one that mm-hmm. gave you life. You know, listen to me. I got greater things. I got more I want you to do. There's some people that need you to touch. There's some lies I want you to speak into. But I can't because I got to go over here, Lord. You know, wait till next week. Yeah. You know, I'll do it next week. But God is saying, no, it's about relationship. It's about, about what he wants to do in our life. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad that I have a relationship with him. And this, this, this pandemic did something to our family. We we uh, started a Zoom prayer every night that we begin to pray. We begin to pray not just for us, but for the body of Christ, for the entire world, for everybody. We just begin to pray. Now, this wouldn't have happened if we would have still been in church on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That's right. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have had time. But it allowed us to, it, it allowed us to, it, it allowed us to pray. And intercede and be about our father's business, and it has brought right. the family closer. You know, we saw that even the young kids have saw God do miraculous things. 
on the on the uh, Zoom that they actually saw God bless. They actually saw God here as the prayer doing it. You know, and it wasn't no shape, form, or fashion. It was just straight God. Yeah. 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 That's how when we were when we were in church we didn't we didn't we didn't make time for for stuff like family uh gatherings and, and things of that nature to pray. But when the pandemic hit us, it was such an unknown thing to us. We 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 had to decide whether we were going to be in fear of the pandemic or whether we were going to arm ourselves against the pandemic, coming together as a family. Because, you know, you didn't want to really add anybody else to the pot. So you're absolutely right. And and when you gather like that, Sister Roberta and Sister Teresa, in prayer, it transformed you and it brought you to another level of family love and family respect. Mm-hmm. Because now you see your family not as just the cook or the grandmother. Now you see your family member as the prayer warrior and the woman of and the man of faith. Mm-hmm. And and yep. even beyond that, even beyond that, we 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 went so far as to um, everyone would uh, present a message, whatever message God gave them, placed on their heart, even the young kids. So that was an opportunity for them to study the Word of God and get to know Him. And get to know, oh, my God, God's word says this, and look what's happening. I mean, they were seeing it before their eyes. So that Mm -hmm. that was so important. And, again, we were so busy and caught up with what man said and how man said we were supposed to live this Christian life that we left God out of it and his order and his structure. of Like Mom said, God was like, I'm right here. I'm right here. Where y'all at? You're missing Mm -hmm. me because you're Mm -hmm. so busy being busy with church. And it's not about church because, like Pastor can say, we are the church. So everywhere we go, you know, God goes with us, and He should be moving through us. You know, if we're truly uh, uh, doing what He has called for us to do. That's right. That's right. That's very, 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 very true. So we we've, we've been doing church work a long time, but we haven't been doing the work of the church. Because church work is cleaning the building and mopping and, and cutting the grass, but the work of the church is souls. And we've, we've left souls by the wayside because we, we have an appointment to go clean the church. The dirty church cleaning the church. The dirty church cleaning the church. <laughs> Don't you grab that word. Leave that alone. Because when I said that, I thought that to myself. Tree, leave it alone. Leave it alone, because Pastor Chris would come out there corner fighting. Good God Almighty. Dirty church. That's a word right there. Ooh, Jesus. Oh, I'm going to be good. Oh, Lord. Pastor Chris, I feel you got something with that one. You got something on that. Oh, she being messy on the radio today. Oh. I, you know what? Uh, my brother. I, thank I you, my sis. Brother. Bring it, brother. I need you to bring it. <laughs> thank you, sis. Thank you, sis. Uh, if you will allow me a few seconds of your time, ladies, I just wanted on, to add a little bit of cayenne pepper to this pot. See, okay. we go to church so cosmetic up. We so fake and phony with it. Yeah, I'm sorry, but it's the truth. See, we mask and hide behind 
our clothes, our weave, our our top hats, our shoes, our Versace bags. We just get so carried away. See, we bring our dirt to the house, which a lot of us, we thought the power was the building. So mm. we're going in there. Just the night before, we was just dropping it like it's hot with our homegirls and our homeboys, or we was getting lit or whatever it is, and then we're coming to church half-stumbling, and we're telling people we got slain with the spirit when we walked through the door. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but anyway, see, we, we go through the motions so well, and we don't realize that God is already seeing you when you went to the club last night all the way to the building. See, we don't know how to leave our junk on the altar. So if you want to bring the church building into play, we don't leave our stuff at the altar. That's why we have issues when we come to the church. We put it on the altar for five to ten minutes, and then when it's offering time, we pick it right back up and sit back on a pew. Uh Uh-oh. Somebody That's didn't like truth. that one. But That's I'm just truth. saying. See, we don't understand how much power we possess at having relationship with God. I keep saying the same thing, and I've been saying it since half of last year going into this year. We are not going to make it with our religion and our works in the church. I'm sorry. It's too late for that. Way past that, we need to start rewriting history and actually come into church with power. We need to start coming to church understanding who we are in Christ. Uh Uh-oh. But see, that's the problem right there. We don't know who we are. That's the problem. We're waiting for pastor to tell us who we are, but God's been knocking on your heartstrings for the last 10 years of your life, but you waiting for, for, for uh, Bishop Sukal to, to lay hands on you and put some armor on your head so you could do a praise break for the church so you could tell everybody you got the spirit. No. When you open the book, when you read the book, that's having relationship with the Father. When you pray or when you worship God, That's having intimacy with the Father. See, it's all about what you put in. We can't be in successful marriages, ladies, if we don't put in the work. Uh Uh-oh. Let me get in trouble with that one, too. Well, but I'm telling the truth. Y'all opened up a, a valid point earlier. You cannot expect your husband or your wife to reciprocate the word love if love's not being given in return. You can say it all you want. Love is an action word. No, I'm not talking about being in the uh, in the committee where you're feeding everybody in the church after you had a three-week revival raising funds for the air condition. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking... See, let me stop. I'm talking about having relationship with the Father, understanding... That the Father can do everything that you have need of. Let me read again. Ephesians chapter 3 and I'm done. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 18 and 19. Let me read something to the family real quick. 
when you will be empowered to discover what every holy one experiences. S, plural, the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions. That's in the natural, spiritual, and so on. So how deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love? Great question. How enduring and inclusive it is. Endless love beyond measure. Endless love beyond Sister Lorraine saying, I love you, bro. I love you, sis. Endless Mm -hmm. love beyond measurement that transcends our own understanding. Key word. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. See, I'm going to stop right there because we're going to have church if I keep reading, and I ain't trying to spoil tomorrow's lesson. But all I'm saying is if we don't put in time and invest time with the King of kings and the Lord of lords, why do you think we come into church dirty and we bringing all that mess in the church and we can't find deliverance because we don't have a relationship with God? Man, let me stop. Mm-hmm. Let me go. Let, let me stop. Let me go. Okay, sister, yeah, y- 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 take it before I go run with this. Back with you. Mm-hmm. I got and, a question. And, oh, go ahead. <laughs> I just wanted to ask a question, Trina. So what do I do with your track? If you come to me with this track and I'm hungry and all you got for me is a track, do you think you're really giving me the message of love? And go ahead, Trina, with your statement. Oh, boy. Now you, that's a twist there. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> think I'm gonna mess with that one. I'm gonna stick with, with where I was going. I was uh in, in what Pastor Chris was saying, Colossians three fourteen, put on love which binds everything together in perfect harmony. So uh. love needs to be a part of our wardrobe. You know how you put on My the Lord. full armor of God and you walk out mm. of the house and you know, you gird and you, you cover and all this love needs to be uh. a part of your wardrobe. So you purpose in your life every day when you walk out of the house, I'm going to love somebody. I'm going to exemplify love the way God has shown me over and over again because it's endless. (laughs) It's endless. That is something that God just really um, opened up to me as Pastor Chris was talking. We have got to be able to – it's not a faucet. You can't turn it on and off. Mm. We are to exude love, the love of Christ. Can't turn it on and off, huh? Wow. Yes. Oh. It's, 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 it's walking in the spirit of God. The spirit of God is love. He himself is love. God is love. That's who he is. And if we're going to put on Christ, we have to We have to put on Christ is saying, doing what he, what he does, what he say do, when he say do it, and he say love. He said, hey, do good to those that mistreat you. Mm-hmm. You know, oh. those that falsely, they, he, he, he already let you know you're going to be falsely accused. All that. 
all that. He lets you know that's what that's going to happen. But this is how I want you to react to what when it happens. This is how I want wow. you to show my love, show who I am in you. Because you you dead. You know, Paul say, I, I die daily. I, I'm dead. I've been crucified with Christ. So, I, you know, I got to put on Christ. I got what Christ? What? When you put on Christ, when you have to put on Christ, what do you mean? Mm. Meaning that, well, what Christ did when he was here? Mm. He fed, he fed, he, he fed the hungry. He clothed people. He, he gave to answer what you, what your question is. What did Christ do? When they came to him hungry, he fed him. He said, look, sit down. Told what if he had on his St. John and his red bottoms? Was he supposed to stop with them nasty people? Well, he knew that his name was greater than St. John and Red Bottom. Oh! Oh! Woo! <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is. Say <laughs> what? Mm. Mm. Oh, I, I, I can't, I'm going to say this, and I'm turning my mic off after this, because I'm going to this whole thing off. But see, let 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 me inform the family that's listening and everyone at the buffet that some of us that call ourselves believers have been infected by this virus called No Love Twenty One, and the symptoms are me me me, I I I. Syndrome, which causes you to live your best life now and turn away all other folks that don't come to your level. See, that's the problem, ladies. We've been infected by this virus. We've been so busy trying to live our best lives now that people have been burnt. That's why this is the rain bringing that bag to you, and half of us don't even know what to do with that bag because we're so infected by this virus, we're going to turn our nose up, turn our mm-hmm. backs on the sister, and walk away. Mm-hmm. Why? Because our heart is so black with all the nonsense that we've been taught. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm going to get in trouble with that one, too, but that's okay. Mm. See, we've been taught all this blessed and highly favored nonsense, and we ain't been teaching the root cause of the cure. It's called love. That's what we've been lacking in the last 20 years as believers, and you wonder why folks don't like us that much, because we don't Mm. love. We look up to you because we think we're so high and mighty and dignified because I got my degrees. I got my Lexus on my BMW, and I ride right past you while you walking with your kids going to the same building. I don't hmm. want them in my car because I don't want to get my leather dirty. <laughs> Come on now. It's a car. You can't take it with you. And if it's that bad, Make sure you got little wipes with you and wipe off the seat if it's all that. But I'm just saying, I'm making a point. See, we ride past people that go to the same building. We do things to folks that are in the building we go to, and we infect them with the same virus we've been walking around with for the last five to ten years because we live in our best life now. See, I said I'm done. I'm turning my mic off. Don't poke me with the stick no more. 
I'm done. <laughs> Back to you. Woo. Well, now. Oh, no. Y'all want a song or something? Because uh, it's getting <laughs> hot in here. Okay. <laughs> Where we go from there? I'll tell you what. Let, let's, let's do it like this. Let, let me say this. I don't want people to think that come here and we gather to put down the church. That is not what we do. But by the same token, we have to be realistic because we sat in the pews next to you. And we received the same warmed up, watered down messages that you received the same day. And all we're saying is the pandemic, <clears throat> the pandemic has located us. Uh, if it has not located you, keep saying good morning and good night. And it will. Because what it showed us was we were really not being equipped. <clears throat> we were really not being ministered to. We were being ministered at. <clears throat> And we were being compared to. But development comes through being taught the unadulterated word of God. Un- untampered with, unwatered down, unmessed with. Uh, not something that you heard another somebody say and then you decided to put your spin on it and say it because you felt like it said good, it sounded good, and it would make people uh, react. We're not looking for a reaction. We're looking for transformation and a change. Because what we realized during this trans, uh, this pandemic is we, we were not um, who we thought we were. But perhaps we were on our way, but we, we wasn't going to make it with what we were, had in our hands. And so we just simply saying, we, if, if the, in the event we go back to the building, we're not coming back for another watered-down message, pastors. We're not coming back for another, you got it off a line and paid $10 a month to have messages sent to your phone, your iPhone or your smartphone. We want what God gave you to give us because that's what's going to cause us to evolve and grow. And if we're not growing, we may as well go back to the club because we were growing. I was growing at the club. I was growing at the club because when I went in there as an 18-year-old, I was not quite as equipped as I was when I came out of there at 27. They, they, They helped me to grow up in some stuff in the club. So now if I leave the club and I come to God's house, I know you're supposed to outdo the club. Am I by myself? Nope. Nope. You're not. I I grew in the club. So, Tree, you've been in the club. Did you grow? I I tore it up in the club. I tore it up in the club. I dropped dropped mine like it was hot and I picked it back up. So when I got in the church, I was ready to, to just go wild in the church because I had right. seen God high and lifted up and his train had filled my temple. And mm-hmm. I knew that he had brought me in out of a place that was going to kill me. And I was grateful. So me being loud was just what I was going to do because that's what I was when I was working for the enemy. I was loud for him. I didn't go out there shy and timid. I went out there tearing that's up right. and stuff. That's so when right. I came in God's house, I was ready to tear the kingdom of darkness down because I left some people out there in the club I wanted to get. But I had to be equipped to go get them because if you don't equip me to go get them, the same thing that happened to me happened to my pastor, my ex-pastor. He said he got saved out of a, 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 a group of guys that was drinking and chasing women. 
So he went over and got saved. So he decided one day, I said, he decided one day, I said the Lord sent him, he decided one day he going to go back over there and get some of them guys. He went back over there trying to convince them about the Lord. He got dead drunk because he went back over there unequipped. And I'm saying mm-hmm. to the church today, equip us to go back and get some of those people we left in that club because they're God's people. They just, their eyes are just closed. Give mm. us that message that, that burns in our spirit so we can go out there and say, burn, baby, burn. We can't say that because we are not on fire ourselves. You ain't even struck a match in the church, sir, ma'am. We in there, we not even lukewarm. We cold. And it's summertime. 90 degrees outside and you got the air conditions up so high we cold in the church. We leave out of the, the cold church and go into the hot world. You tell me what works. Okay, sister, my brother, this your show. Go ahead. <laughs> She'll be right back. <laughs> well, you got to take it. Somebody got to get it. I'm done. I'm like that the crib. I'm going on mute. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? That is so true. You, you, see, you see people, the young people especially that come in, you know, after they've been out in the world, and when they go taste and see that God is good, when they first get introduced to him, they're so excited and they're so on fire. And then they come to a church that tells them, okay, calm down, calm down, mm-hmm. you know, calm down. We, we'll, we'll get you where you need to be. We will get you where you need to be. The thing that excited them was the spirit of God. So if the spirit mm-hmm. of God lit that back in them from the beginning, who are, who are we to them? Who are we to them that fire within them? Yes, they need the instruction. They need the teaching. But the little bit that you have, go out there and tell them, you can listen to a drunk man who knows about Jesus. Tell you about him. And he ain't lied about him yet. He said, God keeps keeping me. He wakes me up every day. You know, he on the street corner. And he's he preaching about, about the love of God because it is God's love. You know, he doesn't have everything, all the equipment that he needs, and so he don't know the verses. You know, he may not know how to pray the long prayer, but yet he has experienced the love of God. Because even in his his sin and his hurt and his sunken place, he knows that every day God shows him love when he allows him to get up again and to start over and do it again and Let's, one more day, you know, one foot in front of the other, the small things. But at the same time, we have to allow the Spirit of God to work in people. I think one of the things that discouraged me in one of my uh, former churches was um, I know that I'm anointed to sin. I, I know, mm-hmm. that, you know, that's something that God gave me. So I would sing and you know, people will be delivered, set free. It's like when I would get up in this church and sing, we couldn't go on to the message because every time the power of God will fall and wreck us in that place. And the pastor there, I love him, speaking bad about him, but it got to a point where he only wanted me to do that when it was beneficial to him, when it was making him look good, you know. So they stopped putting me on programs to lead praise and worship and stop um, giving me, uh, putting me on the schedule for solos and things. And I was just like, Lord, and he's like, well, we, we want you to do this and we want you to do that. And I'm thinking like, Lord, I know your voice. I hear from you. I know when you tell me to speak. I know what you tell me to say. So I'm like, am I supposed to dumb down to Jesus and me to, hmm. to hmm. please my pastor? You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and mm-hmm. 
that's the kind of stuff that we're talking about. I, I wish I could t- to talk to some pastors and just say, you know, God gave you a congregation because um, he wants you to use them. I put different gifts in them so that they are mm-hmm. able to do what you are not equipped to do. Because God didn't give the pastor everything to do. He didn't give right, him everything. Right. So there are that's some right. people that can preach pray heaven down, and you say, dang, that's Jesus praying right there. There's some people that can lay hands on you and you There's some people that can sing, and you can see the notes flying out of their mouth. You know that that had to come from God. So, Pastor, right. you lose what God has given you. It's in your pews. It doesn't mm-hmm. dim your life as the pastor. It doesn't dim you. You are still the man that God appointed to lead this flock. But in right. appointing you, he put special gifts. He put special gifts in your congregation. Use them. Quit trying to make it about you and thinking somebody's getting more attention than you. Or, oh, God, they, oh, no, they're coming just to see her sing. Well, even if they are, are they getting delivered? Are they getting set free? Are they getting healed? Right. By God, we oh. want to use what God has in the pews. I'm that's sorry. so true. I'm sorry. That's so, but that's so true. That is so, so mm. true. It, it, I mean, it's like they will, they will help you, not hurt you. If, if, if you're on my team, why would I, why would I not throw you the ball? I don't have a shot over here where I'm at. You mm. know, I, I, I've messed oh. up over here. I, I can't even see the goal. And you over there with your arms up, pass the ball, man, pass the ball. And I won't throw you the ball because I'm, I'm the leader. I'm the head. It's mm. not about head needing a head. It's not about mm. your agenda. It's not. You you start a service off praying and asking God to meet you there. When he shows up and he uses a certain person, you're like, Okay, yeah, but I gotta get my my, my, my message out. I gotta you know, I, mm. I study long for this, mm. I gotta get my message out. But God don't want your mm. message to go forth right now. God just used that brother mm. and that sister to sing a song of deliverance in your building. The building that you right. call the church. Come on now. Yep. Yep. You, 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 I, I gotta say this. I'm sorry. You said you were gonna be quiet. What happened? I, 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 I gotta say this. See, here's another virus that infected the building. It's called Ego 21. Why? Because egos have been crippling pastors in some of these congregations. For the last 20 years Sister Tracy is right See we want to Preach the house down We want to sing the house down We want to play the house We want to be the one man band One man shop Do it all And then you drop your thousand dollar seed After I entertained you Uh oh Mm -hmm. See I'm getting in trouble with that statement too But that's the truth See the only cure for Ego 21 is to get out the way. Uh-oh. And see, for a lot, or let me stop saying a lot. For some, uh, some of these preachers, that's a very hard thing to do. Because pride and arrogance is what's making the building fall. Look around. Get over yourself. See, we mm-hmm. have gifts, 
for a reason. And if you don't know your congregation in the spirit, that's why you can't let Sister Tracy let the Holy Spirit come down in the building because you too busy looking at your Rolex. Oh, I'm sorry. Your 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 regular watch and you too busy wanting to out sing, outdo everybody else in the church because they came to see me. It got nothing to do with you. When we all gather together, some people are chosen to do a thing. I'm not saying called. Everybody's called to do something. But when you are chosen, uh-oh, see, we're going we gonna to have yeah. a praise break. See, when you yeah. are chosen, you have the ability to call the angels of heaven to come down right here on this earth and set people free by your voice, by the way you speak, by the way you dance, wherever God has anointed you to do when you are chosen, baby, there's nothing they can do about it. Let me stop. I said I was done. I'm for real this time. I'm out of here. Take it, take it, take it. So, Tracy, did you want to go, uh, Roberta, did you want to go to callers now? We've got, we've got a little over 30 minutes left. Want to go to callers, get them involved? Sure, that sounds good. Okay, we'll go to callers, Pastor Chris. Yes, ma'am. All right, callers, we're coming to you. So what we're going to do is read the last four digits of your phone number. If you're just listening, just say pass, and we'll continue on with the other callers. So first up, 6015. 6015, you are yeah, live on you. the air. God bless you. No. Hey, Lucille, how you doing? I'm doing all right. I can't get this phone to work. You got it working, baby. I can hear you fine. Oh, you did? Uh-huh, yes, I can. Um, I really enjoyed the show today. And uh, okay. Um, well, y'all was talking about about a, a drunk man coming through. When we was a child, uh, 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 this gentleman used to come through. He would be drunk, but he knew the Bible back and forth. Mm. He might have was out there in the street, but I don't know who taught him the Bible. But he he knew scripture. And I'm I'm glad you said uh, 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 love is an action, action word because. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get a whole lot I love you But I don't get no action Behind the I love you So I don't know how to take that sometimes That's right That's right uh, uh, A lady showed me love In the store yesterday She ain't know me and I ain't know her Okay Uh, I went in in Sam's to uh, get two products and and the buggy had red lights all on it, but the further I went down the aisle, the lights went to jump off. So I got one product, and I moved towards the second product, and it stopped. So that told me to have to get off the buggy, leave one product, and I couldn't hardly make it with the, the one I was getting. But it was one lady had compassion for me, stopped and said, Miss, let me help. And uh, she said, did you want the uh, other other product I had in the buggy? I said, yes. She said, well, I'll get both of them, and I'll take them to the register for you. 
and was going to walk me out to my car. You can't find, now this lady don't know me. Mm-hmm. But then I got people that uh, are kin to me and, and come in and out. Oh, I love you. I love you, but you ain't never got a hand to do nothing. Mm-hmm. That's all I want to say. That I'm blessed <laughs> by this show today. May God bless you. God bless you. you. <laughs> yeah, sir. Be still. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That's good. That's good. 
Next caller, 2985, 2985. You are live on the air. God bless you. Well, I must say, this birthday is hot today. I'm glad to be on this line. I've heard a lot of things, but I want to say this. I thank God for the opportunity I had to be under uh, a man of God sitting inside of a building that truly taught me the word of God. Mm-hmm. But when I got into that word, I began to find a greater life. And when I experienced the power of God in my life, then I had a lot of questions to ask because I wanted to know why were they sitting down on what I had found out. And a lot of times they tried to make me think I was crazy, but I know when I hear from God. And I just thank God that when I really became that true believer and got filled with God's spirit, I prayed and I told God I didn't want to be inside of a building. Whatever ministry he gave me, I wanted to be able to go. I didn't want to be stuck inside of four walls because the work is on the outside of the building. It's too much to mm-hmm. be given. The work is in need. And when you all talked about love, there is no greater love than the love of God. And except God be in you. You will not love with the love of God. Those people that want to remain calm-minded and do things their way, they'll receive nothing from God. They're going to stay wavering. But those that really want to be the true servants of God, they're going to do like Mary did. They're going to learn to sit at his feet. Teresa said she sit in her living room and had a good time with the Lord, met the Lord, mm-hmm. learned some things. Everybody talk about how I stay stuck in my house, honey. They don't know. It's wonderful things that go on in quietness. I Uh thank God Mm -hmm. for the pandemic because it has brought a lot of people together. And I thank God even for my life. It allowed me to get a prayer line started. I thank God that that as I got on other people's prayer lines and and bringing out the, the calling in my life that was really going under because, Sometimes in the church, you have to beg people to come to prayer. They don't even want to pray. So I'm, I'm thanking God for this line. You guys are touching up on a lot of things. And thank God that he's opening it up so we can learn truth and be about our Father's business. God bless you all. Amen. I love this buffet. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sister Thank Ruby. you so much for calling. Ooh. Okay, I'm going to get through this. 7122, 7122, you are live on the air. God bless you. This is Jeanette, and I just want to say that I enjoyed this message so far today. Thank you, Sister Jeanette. Thank you for calling. Next caller, 2598, 2598, you are live on the air. 2598, you are live on the air. I think that's one of our callers that just listens in, Pastor Chris. Okay, no problem. Thank you for calling in. Last caller, 6801. 6801, you are live on the air. God bless you. That was uh, Elder John. It sounds like he's traveling. 
Elder John, I know you can hear us. Thank you for calling in. It was very difficult to hear you. We appreciate you calling. So so that's Amen. the last of our, our callers. I'll do the housekeeping at this time. I want to um, just celebrate and highlight uh, three of our most faithful uh, listeners that uh, listen to us and support us every Saturday. You know, we really do appreciate that. When you get on a mission and you, you make up your mind or you decide you want to do uh, be obedient to God. Uh, it's a lonely, it's a lonely walk sometimes, and 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 sometimes you feel you begin to second guess because the people that you respect and love and honor don't seem to be on the same page, and so you start thinking to yourself, well, "Did I really hear from God? I don't have any any supporters, anybody that wants to hear me minister to them." But these three ladies, uh, they show up uh, every Saturday, and uh, there are other faithful. Uh, listeners as well but we we just like to highlight highlight these three ladies because of uh, the the time they spent on this earth and we don't want um, uh, to omit an opportunity to share and show love to them uh, we start with the uh, sister Dorothy Curry and we heard from her one of her caretakers sister Lucille Priester a little while ago she was the one talking about her visit at Sam's Club on yesterday and also her uh, second uh, caretaker is Sister Shirley Allen. Both of these uh, beautiful young ladies are Sister Dorothy's daughters. And uh, trust me when I tell you, they take very, very good care of their mom. That's one of the things that, uh, that drew me to these ladies. Uh, I knew that they were elderly ladies when I joined the church where I go. And I just noticed how patient her daughters were uh, when they had to go to the restroom or when they would bring them into the sanctuary, they didn't rush these ladies with their walkers to their seats. And when they got them there, they made sure that they were comfortable in their seats. And I just, I just admired that. Because like I said, when I was hollering at my little grandboy that day, I could imagine if I had to take care of my elderly mother and she was, you know, not moving as fast as I like to move sometimes, that I may have grown uh, impatient with her. And I just thank God for Sister Shirley Allen and Sister Lucille for the care that they give to Sister Dorothy. But we also have to remember, Sister Dorothy's a little pistol now. She she ain't going to take no wooden nickels, but um, we do thank God. And bless you, Sister Dorothy. I know you hear me. And uh, this your gal. That's what she called me. Where that gal at? God bless you, uh, Sister Dorothy. Also, we have uh, Sister Ella Priester. Sister Ella just had a birthday not long ago. She turned 97 years old. And uh, she had a little wow. birthday party. I wasn't able to attend, but she had a little birthday party. And... Um, her uh, two daughters that take really good care of her, one of them lives out of state, Sister Josie Lee Priester, uh, lives out of state, and her daughter that lives here in South Carolina, Sister Leola Priester, and we just appreciate them as well for taking care of their mom. Uh, these ladies are still moving around, still able to do a lot of things for themselves at 97 years old. Um, I'm not sure when um, Sister Dorothy's birthday is, but I know that our next special guest uh, has a birthday coming up, Sister Eartha Lee Aaron. She w- she would be 93 years old this year. Uh, I think next month, if I'm not mistaken. And they're going to have her a drive-by party, and I'm not going to be able to attend hers either because I won't be in town. But she has two wonderful, saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost daughters as well. These are Christian women uh, that take care of their moms. And uh, Sister Eartha's two daughters is Edna Moore. And Sister Jeanette Pontoon, Sister Jeanette told me yes, uh, yesterday I said her name wrong last week, 
we apologize for that. But Sister Jeanette Pontoon, she said, you make sure you make me a pontoon tomorrow. So we just love you, and we thank God for you. We thank God for the care and the love. Because I've seen love on display with these women when they, 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 took, they, they, they take their mothers out to dinner, out to lunch, I think once a month. I had the privilege of going uh, out to dinner with them a couple of times uh, before the pandemic hit. And it was just fun, 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 because they were, if one, if one of the sisters, they, they not, they're not triplets, but they sure act like it. If one of the sisters say, I want sweet tea, all of them want sweet tea. If they say, well, I'm on a Sprite today, all of them get a Sprite. It's just really cute to see them uh, in action. And they basically like the same food. They love watermelon. So um, I just love these three ladies. They're a blessing, and they are encouragement to me. And I pray that if ever uh, my children have to take care of me, that they would um, do the things that I see these young women, these women do with their mom. So thank you for being a faithful listener. Uh, as we get ready to wrap this thing up, we've got about, what, 20 more minutes to go. So, um, Sister Tracy, Sister Roberta, it's on you guys. Y'all can wrap this up in a tight little bowl. Love has been amazing, and I, I, I felt like we just really skimmed the surface on love. I had First uh, Corinthians 13 open, and we ain't never quoted the scripture from it, but love has been really explained very well, but there's so much more. So, Sister Roberta, it's on you. So it's my Tracy, only, only oh, thing okay. right, I'm hearing is when nothing else could help, <laughs> love lifted me. Mm-hmm. It lifted me because I was sinking down mm-hmm. in, deeply in sin. Love lifted me. And it just yeah. reminds me that when others are going through, that I would pray that I have the love of God that would help them up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My takeaway Love Should be your greatest motivator In everything you do Amen Amen I agree with that Amen I was, um, I was You know thinking about How you know God has a Sense of humor in Corinthians um, First Corinthians 13 he told us what love was. Hmm. He said, love, patient, love is kind, love is not jealous or boastful. Then he thought about it. He said, I know them rockhead kids down there of mine. I need to tell them what love is not. <laughs> <laughs> so love is not arrogant or rude. Love does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrong but rejoices in the right. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. Never ends. So when you think about that, if you think about our walk, and you, I mean, God was so intentional in mm-hmm. how he told us to express love, and then he told us how important love was for our walk. When we think about that, just every day, whatever relationship you have, whether it's your spouse, your children, your co-workers, you know, just um, as the sister called in, in loads, you know, a perfect stranger. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to love at all times and exemplify it to the highest. It's 
it's the most important emotion, if you want to call it an emotion. But it's a service unto the Lord because he was very, very discreet in how he explained. And it's, I mean, I wrote down so many scriptures in the Bible. Love pops up just about everywhere. And just like I said mm-hmm. at the beginning, love, love shows up. <laughs> it's an action word. You can't love yeah. me with words and not with deeds and acts. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. If you do it with mm-hmm. just words, I'm going to tell you, you don't love me, you know, because mm-hmm. God told me what love was, and, and love is it's action. I, um, First Peter um, 4, 8, above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. We never know when we express love to someone, what that does for that person. That person could have been having the worst day, week, month, year. And we show the Mm -hmm. smallest kind act of love to them. And that could be the very thing that saves them, literally, that saves them. So it is so important for us as Christians to be all that God has called us to be in the love and, and it's a language, too. It's a language, you know, um, how we talk. Uh, you know, you cussing people out and, and cutting them off and all that, that's not love. That's not mm-hmm. love. You know, love is gentle. You know, it's tender in how you, you, you express yourself. So that those are the things that um, have really stood out to me in studying uh, this love language and this love walk. Wow. You know, one of the things, uh, Sister Tracy, is that caught me, that really uh, leveled me to and made the uh, playground level in my home was when it said it don't keep a record. My God, why he had to put that in there? Yeah, right he there. don't keep a record. I can, but I, I can remember when he did this, Lord. I know when they did that, Lord. Yeah. But he said, love don't keep a record because love let it go. Love trust me with it. And mm. and that's why I say I've just found out that I wasn't as quite as tall. My my measurements say five five and a half feet, but actually I'm a midget when it comes down to the area of love because it's just so much in that 13th chapter. And I believe that that it bears going to or attempting to go to next week if we uh, can uh, uh, to continue to deal with love because what I found is we're here to assist and to help others. But as we dig to help you we really find a mirror in the Word. And that mm-hmm. mirror shows us where our blemishes are. You know, I didn't know that bump was right there. I didn't even see it. But when I opened yeah. the mirror up and I started looking in the mirror and I started finding out, wow, I'm not as good as I thought I was. I don't know the things I thought I knew. And your mom always said, I thought you was going to say it earlier, Sister Tracy, when you said your mom taught you uh, something about love being an action word. She used to always tell me, you know, talk is cheap. If you're going to buy some land, you got to have some money. And mm. so that's what she was <laughs> right. <laughs> that's what yeah. she told me. Yeah, talk is cheap. Everybody can, anybody can talk about it. But like you said, that be about it part, you know, you said, yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build a house. And you talk all that talk and all those great plans and nothing ever materialized. You just, you just um, run in your mouth. And uh, so while we still have, um, what we got? Ten minutes, uh, Pastor Chris. Would you unmute uh, five 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 one and and let the prayer warrior uh, pray us out on today, as we pray that the the spirit of love and the 
the subject of love has transformed somebody's life and at least cracked the door open so that they realize that there's a way uh, out of whatever situation that they found themselves in. Because we have a lot of people that's in unlovable situations and they're feeling hopeless. So we want to give them, leave them with hope on today. Uh, Sister Vet, would you also pray for Sister Lucia? She's uh, preparing to have surgery and we want to keep her in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you today thanking you for who you are. Lord, we thank you for your presence on this call on today, Lord God. We thank and praise you, Lord God, that you are in the midst. We thank and praise you yes. for touching the hands of every um, doctor, every surgeon, every anesthesiologist that will lay hands on Sister Lucille. We thank you, Lord yes. God, that she is healed by your stripes. We thank you for a speedy recovery, Lord God. We thank and praise you, Lord God, that her body is made whole, Lord God, and that she is healed on this side of heaven. Lord, we thank and praise you that our hearts are pure, Lord God. We thank and praise you that you have taught us what love truly is on today. And we thank and praise you, Lord God, that we will love people the way that you love us. Lord, we thank and praise you that we will see people the way that you see them, Lord God, that we will not see them with our physical eyes, but we will begin to see them in our spiritual eyes. Lord, we thank and praise you that you will forgive us of our sins, those knowingly yes. and unknowingly. We thank and praise you, Lord God, that you forgive us for not displaying Christ's love, Lord God. We thank mm-hmm. and praise you, Lord God, for forgiving us for not exemplifying who you truly are. Lord, we thank and praise you that we will strive to be more Christ-like, that we will strive to love people, Lord God, in spite of, Lord God. We thank and praise you that the same grace that you give us, that we will give to others, Lord God. Lord, we thank and praise you for teaching us how to forgive those who didn't love us right, forgive those who abused our love. Lord, we thank and praise you for your healing, Lord God, on today. We thank and praise you, Lord God, that we will walk upright. We thank and praise you, Lord God, that we will continue to love people, Lord God. We thank and praise you that we will continue to be the church, Lord God that we will not focus on the building, Lord God, but we will focus on you. Lord, we thank you for a true, intimate relationship with you. We thank you that we know who you truly are, Lord God, that in this pandemic, you have shown us who you are. You have spoken to us, Lord God, that we have tapped into our gifts, Lord God. We thank you for a fresh anointing, oh God, in our lives. We thank you that we will continue to make you smile, Lord God, so that one day we can hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. In all these things, we pray and give you thanks. Lord, any area that anyone on this call is standing in need of, we thank you that you will meet them at that need, Lord God. We thank you for giving us a peace that surpasses all understanding, Lord God. Any decisions that we are battling with, Lord God, we thank you for clarity, Lord God, as we make these decisions and we move forward in you. We give you thanks. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. We have about nine more minutes um, if you want to take a stab at, at a closing thought that's pressing in your heart. Uh, we want to remember to continue to pray one for another uh, that we would uh, uh, be able to just continue to bless the body of Christ with our presence, not just be a part of something, but be a, a game changer in the in the church. It's time for, for the game to get changed. It's time to go from just existing or tolerating to being able to celebrate and to motivate and to influence somebody else's life towards the better. Pastor Chris. Amen. Well, I'm going to be short and sweet, and we're going to go out with a, a song that's very, very 
good for this show. Number one, three ways God has showed us love during this pandemic. God has given you the perfect gift of time. Number two, God has provided all of your needs. Not once, needs. And number three, God has given you ample opportunity to self-love and love others. Uh-oh. Think about it. See, because I ain't going to go off on those three because I said I was going to be short. So, tune in next week. Same time, same place, right here on the Thomas Voice Radio Network, also on Facebook Live at TPV Radio and www.tpvradionetwork.com. We love you, God bless you, and we are going out with Israel Holton with Reckless Love. We hope you were full on today. We will see you next week. God bless.
Radio, Central Texas. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.